This week's episode is sponsored by Jagged Edge Productions and ITN Studios' Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey 2. Only in theaters, March 26th to March 28th. The suspenseful and thrilling sequel to last year's immense hit, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, amplifies the gore factor with ten times the number of kills to put fans both new and old at the edge of their seats. After Christopher Robin reveals their existence, Winnie the Pooh, Piglet, Tigger, and Owl land on the endangered species list as hard targets. Unwilling to hide in the shadows, the ultimate scream team embarks on a murderous rampage through the town of Ashdown to get their revenge on Christopher Robin, once and for all. So don't miss out, and mark your calendars to catch the limited engagement of Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey 2, only in theaters March 26th to March 28th. Tickets are available now. You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com aware. Terms apply. Hey, everyone. It's Pacific. Uh, I'm back with another kind of holiday bonus episode. Um, like last week, these are two episodes that were featured on our Patreon uh, earlier this year. Uh, both of these stories were a little too short for the main feed, but they're stories I'm both very fond of. So what you're about to listen to is SCP-1499, The Gas Mask, and SCP-024, Game Show of Death. Before I cut you loose to this episode, I just want to take a quick moment uh, and say thanks for listening. 2022 has been an incredible year, from launching a show with Trevor Henderson, to our first ever live show, to um, getting a full-time podcast job at Cinedime, and working on like 10 new original podcasts, which you'll hear all about next year. Um, And, oh my god, and working with Brian David Gilbert and The Blasting Company on Class of 76, which is coming so very soon. Ah, wow, it has been a jam-packed year. And there is more to come. Uh, not this year. This year, I'm uh, spending the rest, the, the next week, I guess, uh, reading books by my fireplace and, I don't know, playing games or something. I'm so tired. But I hope you're all having a very happy holiday break. And uh, I'll have a new, uh, another bonus episode for you next week. And um, more stuff even sooner. So without further ado, enjoy this week's episode. Warning. The Foundation database is classified. Unauthorized access will result in detainment. Within this archive, you'll find the procedures, descriptions, and accounts of the most notorious anomalies we've encountered to date. Secure. Contain. Protect. Item number SCP-1499. Object class, safe. Special containment procedures. SCP-1499 is to be kept in a locked box, guarded by two agents at all times. 
testing involving SCP-1499 is to be discontinued indefinitely. Test subjects are to wear a small, full-duplex two-way radio underneath SCP-1499 to maintain contact with researchers. Testing is no longer to be carried out by D-Class personnel due to the risk of losing SCP-1499. Should test subjects enter any sort of danger, they are to remove SCP-1499 immediately. Description SCP-1499 is a Soviet GP-5 gas mask. A seal test performed on the object suggests that the object retains its original functionality. The anomalous effects of SCP-1499 activate when a human places SCP-1499 on their head. Approximately one second after SCP-1499 is fully secured on the subject's head, the subject vanishes from view and is no longer detectable. The subject reports no feeling of motion at this time. Testing has revealed that two-way radios remain capable of both receiving and transmitting, despite the subject being undetectable. Upon wearing SCP-1499, test subjects report completely different surroundings than they were in prior to wearing SCP-1499. Subjects have reported that it appears barren and inhospitable, with tall black towers filling the area. Subjects have also cited entities in this landscape. These entities, designated SCP-1499-1, have been described as tall, nude humanoids with dark skin that have a thick coat of an unknown, viscous substance. Instances of SCP-1499-1 also have large amounts of eyes and mouths covering their body. Upon removing SCP-1499 from their head, subjects reappear in the same location they were in when they put it on. For more information, see Test Log 1499. Test Log 1499. Test Subject D-67393. Subject found herself in building of an unknown black substance. After surveying the room for approximately 15 seconds, subject reportedly heard sounds of movement and removed SCP-1499 in a panicked state, reappearing in the test chamber. Notes. First test involving SCP-1499 to determine its effects. Due to the risk of losing SCP-1499, trained agents are to be used in place of D-class subjects. Test subject, Agent Agent found himself in the same room described by D-67393. Approximately two minutes were spent exploring the room, which Agent reports contained multiple hollow black cubes. Agent was capable of descending down the building without running into any interference. Upon reaching the second floor, Agent heard sounds from the floor below. Agent hid himself behind one of the black cubes and observed two instances of SCP-1499 
1499-1. Agent then removed SCP-1499. Notes. First sighting of SCP-1499-1. Agent reports that he remained undetected by the two instances of SCP-1499-1. Test subject. Agent... Agent was selected due to her stealth training. Agent found herself in the same room as Agent was in when he removed SCP-1499. Sounds of movement were heard on higher floors, prompting the agent to head downstairs and out of the building. Agent reportedly saw many instances of SCP-1499-1 wandering outside of the building. Each individual seemed to have unique mutations and occasionally uttered low, grating sounds. Agent successfully made her way past more of the structures while avoiding detection. Agent followed four instances of SCP-1499-1 for observation. The group encountered a fifth instance of SCP-1499-1, and one of the group stepped forward. Agent observed the two entities violently assault one another, coating the nearby ground and observing entities with unknown fluid and thick viscera. Agent removed SCP-1499. Notes. The structure in which D-67393 appeared seems to only be one of many. Due to the violent nature of SCP-1499-1, Further exploration will require that agents be armed to defend themselves. Test Subject Agent McDonald See Exploration Log 1499-D Notes The following information has been classified until further notice. Exploration Log 1499-D Test commences on June 3rd, 2008. Agent McDonald outfitted with a two-way radio earpiece and a standard foundation sidearm with additional ammunition. Agent's mission is reconnaissance. Agent places SCP-1499 on his head and vanishes from sight. Doctor, can you hear me? Yes, Agent. What do you see? I'm between two of the structures. They resemble spires. Seem to be made of some hard black rock. Brown's the same. Have you made contact with any instances of SCP-1499-1? Not yet. It's hard to tell. The lighting here is odd. I'm having trouble seeing much. I'll see what I can do. Sounds of the agent moving quietly for approximately five minutes. God damn. There's a large group of them up ahead. They're all moving together into a huge building. Can you describe the structure, Agent? Yeah. It's big. Very big. There aren't many structures around it. It is quite elaborate, and I see a large amount of towers and spikes. There looks like there's blood on it. Agent, can you get a closer look? There's some sort of bridge to it. I'm moving in. Sounds of the Agent moving quietly for approximately 3 minutes and 30 seconds. I'm at the side of the structure. There looks like there's some sort of door here. Smaller than the big one in the front. I'm going through it now. Visceral sounds are heard for a few seconds. 
What was that, Agent? Not sure. Coming from further inside. I'm taking a look. Sounds of grating and grinding heard coming from multiple sources. Agent? Agent, what do you see? Jesus. There's a lot of them in there. They're all in a giant group. Their mouths are all open. Even the ones on their bodies. I think that sound is coming from them. Can you hear that? Yes, the sound is coming through, Agent. Try to get a better look. Okay. They're all facing one direction. Let me see if I can get a look. Sounds of grating continues for 20 seconds. They're all facing one of them standing on a platform. There are a large amount of bodies around him. They've stopped vocalizing and are all just looking up at one front. Loud, visceral sounds return. It appears the one in the front is... Hold on, I can't see. It's cutting open its own torso. There's some sort of worm-like creature spilling out of it. Agent, what is happening? I can't hear... Wait, above its head. I think I see... There's something in its torso that's creating some sort of light. There's a beam going up from it into the air over his head. What's happening? Agent, keep talking. I think it's opening some sort of portal, and I... It's summoning something. The entity is summoning something. I think I see something coming through the portal. It looks like a massive version of one of the worms that came out of the entity's chest. I think that glowing object in that entity's chest is holding that portal open. I... I can't let that thing through. I've got to stop it. Agent? Sounds of the agent running and gunfire. The grating noise returns louder than before. Sounds of stone objects and bodies falling down. Visceral sounds fill the air. I've almost got... More visceral sounds. Closer to the agent now. Got it now. The remainder of the agent's sentence is unheard as he removes SCP-1499. Agent appears in test chamber, covered in blood and holding a human heart. It's all right, I've got... Agent looks at the heart in his hand and yells, dropping it. End of law. Addendum 1499-E. On Sunday, June 3rd, a man dressed in a suit and wearing a gas mask attacked the Cathedral of Christ the Savior in Moscow, Russia, during morning services. The man reportedly shot ten people, including a chanter and a priest. Six churchgoers were killed, and three others, including the chanter, are in critical condition. The suspect charged the front of the cathedral and allegedly produced a knife and removed the priest's heart. The subject then appeared to vanish entirely before multiple witnesses. Moscow police have been unable to find any trace of the attacker. Our operatives working undercover in Russian media and military are currently working to defuse the situation. Officially, the attacker was a Nikolai Orlov, resident of Moscow, who was acting alone. Orlov went missing a few years ago, allowing our agents more time to keep the situation under control. Agent McDonald is currently being detained for questioning regarding the situation. He maintains his claim that everything occurred as he reported. Our recordings of Exploration 1499-D corroborate his story. When questioned as to the reasoning behind his actions, Agent McDonald stated that he believed that what he saw being summoned had to be stopped. Agent is currently scheduled for psychiatric evaluation. 
we cannot risk another incident. All testing involving SCP-1499 is discontinued until further notice. All information regarding Exploration 1499-D is to be restricted to personnel with Level 5 clearance until the situation has been brought under control. Detain agents as well as D-67393 for questioning. It is unknown at this time if the hallucinatory effects of SCP-1499 have any permanent effects. I don't want to run the risk of one of our own agents seeing all of our researchers as monstrosities and going on a shooting spree inside of one of our facilities. Hey everyone, it's Pacific here with a quick ad break. Just a heads up, make sure you stick around for the second half of this episode, which is SCP-024, Game Show of Death. And now, this week's sponsors. All right, so you guys know that I've been trying to lose weight lately. You know, I've been yeah. kind of uh, on the bigger side for most of my life, but I've, I've been able to drop a lot of weight because I've been trying to eat healthier. You look good. Th- thank you. you the problem good. is is I Wonderful. can't cook at all. Like, I'm basically going to just make I've like... I've tasted your food. I don't know if you guys ever heard of factor meals before. Yeah. No. Okay, so factor meals, it's like these easy, ready-to-eat meals that they'll send to your house. I'm oh, sure nice. you've heard of services that do this. Yes, 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 yes. Where sure. they send food, and it's this... What I actually really liked about factor is it's like, it has to be kind of idiot proof for me because I can't cook or do anything but it's like ready in two minutes it literally comes everything together you don't have to like make anything wrapped? it's it's all put together in its own thing two minutes it's not frozen which actually makes it awesome oh nice you know the frozen food yeah. it comes like in a box it's like chilled like yeah. with chill the cooling stuff but uh you got all kinds so i did the keto one but they also have like calorie smart protein plus they've even got like so my wife ended up really liking these these like energy shots okay that they put they put in the box that we ordered where she it's literally like just a little shot of different kinds of energy shots that were awesome that sounds amazing i always was like i'd see these commercials or i'd hear commercials for stuff but i thought factor meal seemed like something that was really threading that needle and would have been really really perfect for me but dude they had like pancakes smoothies who doesn't love pancakes dinners and stuff like that so they have breakfast they got like midday snacks and i so i thought it was like perfect. get it in get it done boom if you're just looking for like fast premium options and you don't have to really cook or be able to do anything sure factor is awesome for that kind of stuff and i thought the and the quality of the meals restaurant quality meals that i just could like heat and eat dude so it's not like your you know your frozen stuff you get at the grocery store so if you guys want to try factor meals i'd say go for it because it's really helped me out and i've i was actually really surprised all you guys have to do is head to factormeals.com slash badmovies50 and use code badmovies50 that's five zero to get 50 percent off that's code badmovies50 at factormeals.com slash badmovies50 to get 50 percent off guys give it a try that's half i know the word the jc penny friends and family sale is back and this week we're passing the savings on to you use your extra 30 percent off coupon to prep your home and style your family for easter that's extra savings on top of our great low prices plus share your coupon with everyone you know and love it's always better when we save together jc penny make everybody count offer valid 311 through 317 exclusion supply see store or jcp.com for details All right, and now, 
Back to the show. Warning. The Foundation database is classified. Unauthorized access will result in detainment. Within this archive, you'll find the procedures, descriptions, and accounts of the most notorious anomalies we've encountered to date. Secure. Contain. Protect. Item number SCP-024. Object class, Euclid. Special containment procedures. Due to its nature, SCP-024 cannot be moved to a secure location, so security measures must be placed on site. To conceal its location, five identical-looking replicas have been erected around SCP-024. A tight security perimeter must be maintained around SCP-024's compound at all times, with separate security teams guarding SCP-024 and its replicas. None of the security teams, except for team leaders, will be informed of the location of SCP-024. SCP-024 must be secured with magnetically sealed blast doors and reinforced armored walls to prevent unauthorized entry. Under no circumstances can any security or research personnel enter SCP-024. Only D-Class personnel are allowed entry and strictly for research purposes only. All researchers are to observe and experiment with SCP-024 from the Remote Observation Lab. Any personnel attempting to leave the Remote Observation Lab or enter SCP-024 without prior approval from a Level 4 researcher must be immediately apprehended, with termination authorized. Should containment be breached or SCP-024's true nature compromised, the entire compound must be destroyed via specialized demolition charges planted throughout the compound. Description. SCP-024 is an abandoned soundstage that was once owned by Christopher Malick. However, SCP-024 itself has been abandoned since 1954, and it is unknown whether its special properties manifested before or after its abandonment. SCP-024 is located in the heart of Everton, Pennsylvania, and was initially discovered when a group of teenage youths broke into the abandoned compound. The testimony of the lone winner when she turned herself in to the police was enough to have Foundation assets mobilized to contain SCP-024. Upon entering SCP-024, visitors are immediately greeted by an anonymous announcer who communicates via intercom and is able to hear and comprehend the voices of people within SCP-024. The announcer will inform the contestants that they are about to take part in a game show in which the winners will win fabulous prizes, but will also warn that the game will be extremely hazardous and that the losers will never leave SCP-024. It is at this point the announcer presents the choice of whether to stay or leave SCP-024. Contestants who accept will continue to participate in the game, while those who decline are immediately expelled from SCP-024. Contestants that win the game or decline to participate may never enter SCP-024 again, as entry is denied by an impenetrable, invisible barrier. It is then that the contestants are led to the actual game. 
The style, composition and appearance of the game always changes in every individual playthrough, but the game is always centered around a long, elaborate obstacle course that the contestants must navigate through. The rules also vary. Some playthroughs may only allow a single winner, while others encourage the creation of teams to win the game. More often than not, the obstacles seen in these games range from incredibly benign to extremely hazardous and life-threatening. As the contestants attempt to negotiate the course, the announcer will continuously update their status and actively participate in the game, often giving advice, conversing with contestants, and adding new rules. As the game progresses, the obstacles become significantly more dangerous and difficult to overcome, and it is not surprising to have the entire pool of contestants succumb to the rigors of the obstacle course. If such an event happens, the announcer will express sadness at the lack of a winner, and SCP-024 will shut down, resetting only when a new batch of contestants enter. Any attempts to break the rules, such as assaulting other contestants and deliberately bypassing obstacles, are met with extreme violence. The announcer will call out the offending contestant, who will be quickly and forcefully ejected from the course by Studio Guardians. These Studio Guardians will immediately materialize within SCP-024 when called upon by the announcer, and disappear when not needed. The contestants will never be seen again. When a winner is declared, they will receive a random grand prize. Any contestants that have survived the course but failed to win are immediately declared losers by the announcer. The lights will switch off and the winner will immediately appear outside of SCP-024 with their prize while the losers completely disappear. However, the most mysterious aspect of SCP-024 is that after every game, a VHS tape or DVD will appear in the mailbox outside of SCP-024's main entrance. This recording is a complete record of the entire game that was previously played. Even though winners have claimed that they had never seen any cameras or recording devices inside SCP-024. Also, more strangely, a live studio audience can be seen in the background cheering on the contestants. Again, winners have claimed not to have seen a live studio audience while inside SCP-024. Addendum 1 So far, the list of prizes awarded to winners has included, but is not limited to, cash prizes, electronics, various consumer goods, cars, collectibles, full paid vacations to various countries, Close examination of these prizes has confirmed that they are completely genuine and possess no unusual abilities or characteristics whatsoever. There appears to be no consistent pattern for what the prizes will be. Addendum 2. In an attempt to track whether losers are taken, GPS locator beacons were planted on subjects D124 through D135 when group D245 was sent into SCP-024. When the losers were taken away, all signals from the beacons were lost. Whether this is because the beacons were destroyed, or because the losers were taken to an area that cannot be located via GPS, is currently unknown. Addendum 3. The announcer living within SCP-024 appears to be sentient and aware of events that take place outside of the compound. During the test of Group D-523, which consisted only of Dr. Glass, the announcer instead engaged in a conversation with Dr. Glass. 
Analysis of these conversations have shown that the majority of the subjects are centered around pop culture and information distributed through television, implying that SCP-024 somehow is able to access and interpret television signals. Cutting all power and signal lines, as well as removing any potential wireless receiving equipment on SCP-024, does not affect SCP-024 in any way. When it became clear that no other contestants would participate, the announcer kindly asked Dr. Glass to leave SCP-024 and suggested he return with more contestants. Addendum 4. The studio guardians that the announcer uses to enforce the rules vary in appearance every game, just like the course. If they appear, the guardians will always be dressed in a manner that matches with the theme of the obstacle course. The only common attributes all Guardians share are the possession of humanoid appearance, ability to suddenly appear and disappear, superhuman strength, and face-concealing masks or headgear. However, winners have claimed that the Guardians have no apparent shape or form inside SCP-024, instead appearing as huge, shadowy figures that engulf the offender. SCP-1499, The Gas Mask, was written by Tresk Nari. Our narrator was Addison Peacock. Agent McDonald was Brandon Nguyen. Dr. Stewart was Chris Hemphill. 057 was Daniel Hewitt. SCP-024, Game Show of Death, was written by Spoon of Evil and was narrated by Fletcher Armstrong. Our theme song was done by Tom Rory Parsons, and I'm your showrunner. Pacific S. Obadiah. Our producers are Tom Owen and Brad Miska, and this is a Bloody FM show. For more information, visit bloody.fm. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.